Hey guys, welcome to Sounds Like It Was the Only Podcast Dedicated to Spotlighting New York City Talent. Well, you you did that way too fast. Did you catch that? I didn't catch that. I want to make I want to make sure I want to make sure everybody gets whiplash as soon as they jump into the podcast, basically. <laughs> Thank you for that. And how rude. What? I can't. It's I don't hot. have water. She doesn't have you water. You should get some. She has water. Hydration is important. Yeah, oh, I put mine back over Oh, okay. Oh, you don't have water. <laughs> he, he decided to take that away don't from Don't make us. me feel bad about... Yes, feel bad with your one, hydrated. With your one-piece hat. <laughs> and today, we have Abby. Hi. Ryder. Abby Ryder. That How is are correct. you? I'm, I'm doing okay. How are you? Uh, How are you conducting David? a very bad interview intro, but tell us about yourself. You go to NYU... I do. So I'm a, or I guess I'm not a first year student anymore. I just finished up my first year at the Clive Davis Institute at NYU, which makes me 19 years old and a quarter of the way through college. <laughs> That's a very analytical yes. way of looking. I know. That, I those are like those are facts, and you stated them. Yeah, I d- <laughs> I did. Oh, I mean, is, is Clive Davis as fancy as it sounds? Honestly, it's pretty fancy. Yeah. Uh, we got some nice facilities in there. That, yeah, I'm, tr- yeah. I'm trying to get, uh, you know, uh, Sanida, who you're a friend of, or mm-hmm. at least in the same major. I, you, like, you guys are friends, right? Yeah, you guys are, okay, yeah cool. I would say we're friends. friends. Hopefully. Um, she goes like, no, we're not no, friends. no, 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 no. I don't know who this <laughs> is. <laughs> but, you know, I was like trying, or like I was like joking with her that, you know, try to get me in there one day into like one of the recording you know studios. What, like, genuinely, you know what my goal is? What? To make this as big as possible where so we I buy get the client no where no. I get like an honorary degree without ever having to pay NYU any <laughs> any money any semblance of money that's a concept like straight from Clive Davis himself yes I want Gra- him to come hey, he's still alive and meet me mm. yeah don't they usually name stuff after dead people no, that's no, 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 like no he started the money, school bro. Oh well, yeah. thank you, Mr. Clyde Davis. Yeah, thank you. What does he do? Because that, that just sounds I like a I like a jazz name. But he is still an A and R. He's doing the same thing oh. he's been doing oh. his entire life. Real quick, interesting. Because yeah. I'm stupid. Okay. What is A and R? An A and R. Oh boy, you're testing. So me. back in the '90s, David, before. Uh, no, there's there's still A and R. Yeah, no. A lot of my friends are doing internships um, as an A and R. But oh, really? okay. Th- to my knowledge, from my understanding, an A&R is the person who works with labels to find The new next talent. sucker. <laughs> yeah, basically. Imagine I just, I just take off my mask and I'm Clyde Davis. Get out of my school. Yeah. Does he have the power? Huh? Just like to say, no, you, you're not allowed to go to my school anymore. Does he? Probably. Probably. Yeah, be, be, he's a... A very powerful man, so... Um, yeah, probably. If Does, someone did something bad enough, probably. Yeah, probably. But, like, so why did you... Okay, so talking about school and why you're at NYU, tell us a bit about your story. Like, how did it begin for you with music, and how did you find yourself coming to, you know, NYU? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a m- multifaceted question. I'm going to answer each one separately. And include, you know, just like social security, credit card. And okay, got it. Were so conceived. <laughs> <laughs> How you were conceived. <laughs> so anyways. I'm so sorry. We're like this. I don't know what's going on today. I'm not we're sorry just like, at all. <laughs> but I like, continue. Okay. Um, how I got into music. Honestly, I got into music because my sister had started doing music and I was like that's cool I want to do it too um and I never really thought much about it I was really young I was like six and I just did voice lessons I didn't know anything about music or what style I was interested in but it was fun and then it became more than just fun like I, I became um became serious became yeah god <laughs> I became um very enthralled by it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like it, it became um, something that made me feel a way that other things couldn't make me feel because it was such an expressive form of communication. Mm-hmm. Especially singing is so personal. It's like using your own body to express your words in a way that only you can. Um, so that's when I started singing. Then I started writing. I wrote my first song on my dad's birthday when I was Aww. like. 
nine or something. I don't know. I could be totally off. I hate you, Dad. No, no. no. <laughs> I, it was like a an I love you, Dad kind of song, but uh, it was really bad. Were you ever like recorded like seriously or? No, I, that would be amazing. It, yeah, it is like, like I've Yeah, I've heard songs um, from like other songwriters when they were young, and it sounds like a song. This doesn't sound like a song. <laughs> you don't want to hear it. But anyways, I started writing. I wrote that song because I wanted to express exactly how I was feeling. Um, and, like, use my own voice to express something um, unique to me. So I was like, why don't I just make a song myself? Then it will be exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, then... As a singer, do you feel yeah. like you're better than musicians or worse? What do you mean? You like, mean? like instrumentalists? Wh- well, those are two completely different... Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't... You just carry it. You just, like, you just pop it out, like, boom. Oh, that's what you, you know mean. Oh, what I mean? like, because it's... More convenient yes. that you can just do it. Um, no, I really <laughs> admire instrumentalists. Um, I wish I was a, a better instrumentalist. Uh, and well, that's why you're going to school, right? Yeah. I, well, no, because I'm studying recording. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? Oh, to find people to mooch off of. What do you mean? Collaborations. <laughs> we do collaborate a lot. That's a very cynical thing. <laughs> cynical way about looking it's about like, it. Well, like a, we no. we all like feed off of each other. Yeah, yeah it's so. like a, symbiotic. Yeah, there symbiotic. we go. I was gonna say like yeah, parasites yeah. that feed off of each other, but not parasites like <laughs> symbiotic. Your sisters are parasites. Is, like, like is what you're implying, right? With like the little fishies, yeah. like, next to them. Yeah, like they just eat the scraps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who's <laughs> okay? Let's not get into Mr. This. Clive Davis. He's the big this, oh my! <laughs> but yeah, as you were saying. Um, okay, so that's when I wrote my first song. Then I started producing when I was, like, 13. I had a great um, songwriting mentor who actually, at the time, um, had graduated from the Clive Davis School and had started um, doing, uh, like, an adjunct professor thing there. Um, so I started working with him, and then he referred me to a friend of his who taught production. So that's when I started producing when I was around 13. And still that whole time I had no idea what genre I was interested in. I mean, I was like singing covers of pop songs on Instagram just because like that's what what high school girls do, I guess. Um, But it, it wasn't until very recently that I found what style connected with me and brought all those elements of writing and singing and producing together into something that felt cohesive. Yeah, and that is a very interesting style indeed because I was very surprised um, when I like looked up some of your songs to hear you doing country out of all things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we were like talking about this before. And I guess we could like bleep this out if you don't want it to be revealed. But so I Just thought you were it. from. Yeah. <laughs> no, because uh, so you do country, mm-hmm. and but you're in New York, mm-hmm. and you're I from the thought, north. Yeah, you're from New York, and you're doing yeah. country. So how? So how? The big question. Um, so I actually she's had. From upstate. Huh? She's from upstate. Not very far upstate. I'm. I'm from. I just left my house like an hour and a half ago or something yeah. like that. So Westchester, David. Yeah. That's still upstate. Yeah. I like know. 30 miles. Yeah. New yeah. Yorkers. Still I mean, upstate. Yeah. Well, David, upper. Okay. Okay. We're, we're not going to get into this now, David. You can rant about it some other day. He gets very passionate about this type of stuff. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a meme that like. everything north of um, Union Square is called upstate. <laughs> No, like I feel like that's just somebody who moved from like California trying yeah, to make a funny, trying to make a funny. No, yeah. it's like if you're, it's the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dividing lines, Bronx. Yeah, upstate Bronx. Midway through Bronx, that's when yeah, you pe- start. People from the Bronx can walk over to upstate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a whole different. Oh my god, that's a that's a can of worms. But anyway, yeah. So like, how did you, being from you know not a place traditionally associated with country culture, get into country? Okay. So I actually never listened to country music until high school, about three years ago now. Um, And I started listening to it because I was like, 
if I want to be serious about music and this is something I want to do with my life, I need to be more educated on music in general. So I wanted to learn about different genres and the history. And I was like, I might as well start with the one that I know I'm going to hate. So <laughs> I started with country music. I went back. Um, Apple Music has playlists for each decade going back like mm. 100 years or something like wow. that. So I went all the way back to the, the very beginning of like Americana folk music mm. Um and listen through every decade of the playlist that they had. And by the time I got to the recent ones, I was like, you know, this is pretty Yo, good. Not going to lie. No, yeah. no, everybody's fam, wrong, bro. Everybody's it, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, because like, no, the meme that, uh, that, you know, country is terrible and stuff like that. But like, really, it's just like the modern incarnation of like Blue. the super pop you know, country, which you could argue is kind of like, you know, the crappy kind of country. But, like, stuff from, like, you know, even, like, the early 2000s, um, essentially before Florida, Georgia... Uh, line. I don't like, have anything against Florida you know Georgia Line. No, no, me, me neither personally. <laughs> it but sounds like, like you do. No, no, I'm about to say that like that like bro country sort of thing is where people could like, like argue that like country really you know went like off frat the rails. Dude, frat yeah, frat dude country essentially, you know. But like, what's what's like your opinion about yeah. modern country? So what I would say about it is the reason why country is very stigmatized, which is a weird word to associate with an entire genre but mm -hmm. it, it is stigmatized um in new york is because it's associated with a lot of cultural values that are not prevalent in new york so there is a lot of that bro thing mm -hmm. like a, a lot of men talking about beer and trucks and it's just not the lifestyle that people in new york are living so it's not something that they can connect to mm -hmm. Um, I actually read an interesting study on this for an essay last semester, which analyzed the main themes in country music, and it proved that... It's all beer and It's like 90%. Yeah, it, it's like, it is a lot of that. Form. Yeah, the, there's a lot it's of... It's just a Budweiser commercial. 90% of... Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so the, there's a lot of um, men talking about topics that are just like not relatable mm -hmm. to people who don't live in rural areas or in the South specifically. Um, but when I was listening to the history of it, I was shown only the songs that were deemed to be mm -hmm. like the, the most important according to Apple music. Um, so I got to listen to the songs that really told deep stories and showed real musicianship, which mm -hmm. That's a, another factor is that country music recently, like you were saying, has kind of crossed the border into pop and even has like EDM elements now. So, <laughs> yeah. There's so a, yeah, there's a lot going on and that's very confusing to a lot of people. Um, but when I was listening to the songs that were just the best stories and the best music, like the best musicianship, it was very captivating, and I had felt before that that a lot of pop music had become, um, like, very surface level. Like, mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot behind it. Yeah, basically. Um, and I liked to get really deep and mm -hmm. tell stories and connect to people, and that's what I saw in country music. Yeah, because... Well, touching base on that, I, I wanted to ask, like, how do you tell a story with music? Um, I, it's a hard question to answer because I feel like I've always been focused on the story. Like, I don't need to think, how am I going to tell this story? Just when songs come to me, they naturally are more story based than concept based, which I would say is another difference, um, between pop music and country music, at least in my mind. So do you feel like that's why you gravitated towards country because it just probably felt. like it, it tells it tells a story yeah yeah because i mean <clears throat> sorry so i mean i i i watch you know uh this uh, one this one particular uh reviewer you know music reviewer called like todd in the shadows i don't know if you know who he is you, mm -hmm. you should check him out okay. um but um i remember him doing kind of like a deep dive i think about just like the nature of like modern country music and like um, what I like took away from that was that you know in like country it seems like the woman 
are kind of like, you know, pioneers in a sense when it comes to you know, certain like songwriting aspects, uh, like a certain, br- uh, you know, bravado about the genre and, you know, lyric, lyric wise, lyrically, you know, they have like, uh, you know, very kind of like narrative driven lyrics and just like that sort of thing. So I feel like it's like very cool where, you know, from 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 the you know outside looking in, you know, outsiders wouldn't really think country as like a super um, I, I don't know what what's the right word to say. I want to say pro woman or, you know, like, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah, like, I have a lot to say. on Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But like at least at least take away I got I got from, you know, his like his like analysis was that, you know, women in country are a force to be reckoned with and they have a certain power to them that you don't I don't know, there's a certain reverence reverence yeah. for, you know, the women in the in in the country game that you don't really see, you know, other you know, other other types of music. Yeah, I love that. I'm definitely going to check that out, so thanks for bringing it yeah, up. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I think a lot of that is probably also related to the fact that 90% of country radio play is um, by men, so there are all these women um, competing for space, essentially, and they really need to have powerful stories and great musicianship Um if they want to compete just because the genre has been a very male favoring for its entire existence Mm -hmm. pretty much. Um, But yeah, that's what I love about country music is there are so many women with such important stories to say. And that's been pioneered um, since the very beginning. Mother Maybell was like the, original she's called mother for a reason she was like the original female um country musician and then her predecessors uh, or her successors successors Mm -hmm. is the word uh like loretta lynn for example um who else i mean there are there are so many people but um they have continued to tell these stories and i think the women now, like Maren Morris, Ingrid Andrus, Kelsey Ballerini, they continue to focus on these stories. That's what kind of brought country music together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's really sustained the genre, I think, as opposed to like a lot of the male narrated country music now is leaning very close to the line of pop crossover yeah, without those country. stories. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's again, it's like really cool cuz like have you met anybody like you who's you know not from the south but is trying to break through in that country? world i've met a couple from clive actually my roommate wow they're just like all concentrated in clive yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, my roommate um during the school year she's from chicago um and she said in the area she grew up there was actually a lot of country music so that's different from me because i don't know anyone who listens to country music Um, but you know, definitely like a more metropolitan mm. area. So there, there are some of them. They exist. Yeah, but like I feel like for me, like it just makes more sense that than like someone from New York, because I mean, yeah, I guess, still like the Chicago is yeah considered Midwest. I guess. You know I mean? yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had to seek it out. I, like I, <laughs> I never could have been subjected to it if group. I hadn't sought yeah. it. Out. Yeah. People in the north, New York, like, New York country, <laughs> just northerners who like there. Yeah. There are some. I follow a bunch really? of Instagram pages. Like, uh, what's one of them? Uh, like tri-state area country or something like that. I don't. I don't know exactly what it's called. Yeah, and it's a very small. Like they're very small communities, but they exist. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's, there's a bar, like the hot peanuts bar. When you walk up, it's is is this grand? Mm, the grand is. Over. So uh, on Metropolitan, Metropolitan Ave, right up there, and they have like a live country band that like performs oh, there. That's awesome! Yeah, I want to like, go. Yeah, I could like show you where they are because they have like a flyer and everything. And I was like really surprised when I passed by there one night and it was just like country music playing in like New York, like at a bar. And I'm like, yeah. okay, people are listening. Yeah, people are, and people aren't booing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I mean, I think if people give it a solid chance, no. they're not going to boo. Like it's good music. Yeah. just people have such a strong idea from all the stereotypes that Mm. they're like they think they know what it is when in reality that's probably like 
the very few male narrated country songs who have mm. risen to the top because they're so close yeah. to right. pop. No, because yeah, that's how I feel about like dubstep, and I yeah. just won't give it any chance. Well, dubstep, bro, that that wave passed like at least five or years ago. Or just like you know, like EDM. No, legitimately, shit. ever since the collab between like Shrillex and like Justin Bieber, that was like the last straw for for you know, I think dubstep. So it's and smart that I'm not giving it a chance. No, I'm. I mean, if you if you, if you want to be nostalgic, sure, but like I think the. Just like Shield, yeah. yeah. I would say everyone should give every genre a chance, yeah. but if you're gonna give it a chance, make sure you're listening to like the stuff that like real fans would say okay. are good. Because like, if someone's gonna give country a real chance, I would hate for their real chance to just be like they listen to the radio for five songs. Because what's on the radio is not gonna be representative mm-hmm. of like the best music yeah. that I, came out. Because... I, I liked Old Town Road. <laughs> Oh, that's a, that's a whole. We could talk about that after. Yeah, that's no, 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 because, conversation. no, because it, it it was a great you know crossover hit and stuff like that. But like for me personally, like as a guitarist, you know, I mean, guys like you know Keith Urb. No, guys like Keith. So Keith Urban, uh, Brad Brad Paisley, those guys. I mean, even beyond like. Based on their guitar skills, they've even, you know, risen past, you know, the country genre into just being, you know, guitar legends yeah, and like stuff like that. Yeah, like great musicians. And, like, back in the day, I would, like, listen, when I was, like, first exploring country and stuff like that, or just, like, or just like music in general, like, I would, like, play, you know, uh, what's it called, like, a Brad, Brad Paisley's Water you know, back in the day. So that was a single from like almost 10 years yeah, ago. And I, it was just amazing, yeah. just, like, this, like, musicianship and just, like, you know, so, like, yeah, touching I love on that, country, like, yeah. I, like, the only country, like, what you call it, thing I ever heard was, like, I think it was, like, Keith Urban thing. Yeah. Like something that he did with, like, John Mayer or something. Oh, yeah, probably, yeah. Back yeah, back in, like, John Mayer's country slab, days, right? Bro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, country, you know, there's, there's like, good and bad in, you know, every single genre, you know? So you just got to, like, look out for the mm-hmm. uh, good. But speaking of which, I think now would be a good time to kind of, like, show us what you got, if you don't mind, like... You just recently sure. released a single. I did. So that's my second single. I'm I'm very new to the whole releasing music thing. Yeah. But yeah, I just recently released uh, my second single. And the, my first one was six weeks ago. Oh, so the name of it was six weeks ago? Or no, the, no, no. Oh, the first six. one was released six weeks ago. <laughs> no, six weeks ago, I <laughs> yeah. released my first song. Okay. And then last week, um, six days ago, yeah. I released my second song. Awesome. So which one do you want us to listen to? Uh, I would say take a listen to the newest one, which is called New York 100. New York 100. All right. And if you wouldn't mind, would you mind playing it for sure. us? Sure. I'm going to need to retune my guitar. Yeah, I got a tuner here and everything. So got don't worry it. about that. Let's awesome. So let's get into it. Boop. So we'll do that after. Oh, should we do it? Now? We should oh, do yeah, it okay. after. That, that, yeah, that just makes sense. Do you want to like listen to it for a bit just to like yeah. get the oh, vibe? Yeah. I listened yeah. to it on the way over here. Oh, you did? okay, me too. Yeah. Then okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Abby Ryder, and here's my new song, New York 100. you did to me You made the world look perfect almost dangerously No, I'm not talking about your blinds or the side of 129 Those aren't the safest but they're not the most dangerous way you made me collide Oh dear New York one trust you anymore Dear New York 100 Do you know how you made me feel 
with a lukewarm song and a hand on my arm. Just me and you and him and the wheels. Oh, didn't you see how easily I could be blinded by reflections in the water at night? The stars in the headlights and the sparkle in his eyes was only a matter of time. Till dear New York won. trust you anymore looking in the rear view I can only see you messing things up and testing my luck I'm not trying to blame you all I'm trying to say is you look so good it hurt yeah Welcome back to this episode of Sounds Like NYC. And we just finished listening to Abby perform New York 100. And uh, yeah, it was do you want to. It was right here. <laughs> Why you gotta make it awkward? <laughs> Why you gotta. <laughs> on, this, on this stage. Yeah. Or in another place. David, on this tiny stage. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Details be coming soon. Huh? Details be coming soon. Yeah. Details. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, later. Yeah. Not today. Anyway, so thank you for performing. We are so I don't know what's up with us today. Again. Right? I, think, no, I don't know what happened. I don't know. I it's think a, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. I yeah, think it's us. but 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 I feel like we're like making it awkward for her. You know, okay. Like I said, uh, fucking manta ray and the little tissues. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, tell us about kind of like because I really liked it when I like um listen to listen to it before you came here, and just like the lyric lyrical content is like very interesting and Thank it does you. tell a story there's this, this like obvious mm-hmm. narrative you know through line through the whole thing so um from what i got from it it is about kind of like heartbreak right or just yeah. like just like explain the song to explain us. the story yeah okay so the song h- how i like to explain it is that there's kind of a love triangle between mm-hmm. A girl, a road, and a guy, and it's like Damn. it tells <laughs> it tells the st- I don't know it tells the story of falling in love on a road and how uh, your attachment to a person kind of gets entangled with your it- attachment to this place mm. where a- all of your stories are held, um, and how revisiting that place can bring back memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, because I guess. Where does a road fit in there? Like, who's who's being who up? Nobody's beating anybody up. No. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> Did you listen like to the song, tri- David? I know I didn't. Like, okay. Doesn't yeah. that happen? Love triangle. Someone beat somebody up. No, I don't know how. Th- I don't know what you're watching, <laughs> but I've never, never. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, like, let's talk. Uh, Okay, yeah, so now listening back to that song, like remembering what I do from that, it does make more sense now. It was just like very interesting because I I, I assumed um, uh, once I like heard that you're from like, you know, the city that I guess 
you know, New York 100 is like the uh, highway that kind of like leads to your hometown or is it just like a random thing that you thought would sound good? It's it's a highway um, that goes through my hometown. Uh, um, it actually runs a pretty long distance. Well, it's like a state route, so I guess yeah. it makes sense that it runs a long distance. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far south it actually goes. I know it goes past Hartsdale, which is relatively close to the city um mm. but it doesn't it doesn't make it into the city i don't oh, know how okay, close it comes okay i see yeah we have no idea what you're talking about since we don't drive what? and are from but uh as uh we were talking oh actually before we uh, moved move to the next topic like it's really cool because you're so young and you already have like two singles and just the production you know value you on them are like pretty good for you know do i sound condescending when i say that because i'm not a great engineer like it like at all but like you're what 19 you may have two singles they released this year saying that it feels bad no. about <laughs> yes exactly it's, this, this is self-depreciating right now but like let's talk about the production that like went into the song yeah like how did it go from you just just with your guitar to you, I guess, getting together with a couple of musicians to, like, flesh out the full arrangement to the recording and then, like, mixing of mm-hmm. it. So they were actually two very different processes, the two songs so far. And I actually plan to release a song every six to eight weeks. I'm trying to say this in as many public settings as possible, so I make myself actually Watch, follow her now, <laughs> everything. If you don't every hear a song weeks, in eight weeks, alarm, you better DM man. me. Yeah, yeah. every six weeks, <laughs> starting, starting today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, anyways, so, yeah, I have two out right now. Plan to continue. I just turned that off. Oops. Okay. <laughs> I have two songs out right now, and I plan to continue a pretty regular release schedule going forward. Um, but the two that are out had very different processes. So should I start with the first one or the second one? Uh, let's start with 100 since we just yes. okay. were talking about it. So New York 100 I wrote while I was on a midnight drive on New York 100. Um, Can I stop you there? Go for it. I don't know how to drive. Yeah, we really went over that. You don't know how to drive. Yeah. You know how to drive. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Are you, did you both grow up in the city? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that, that's why. Like I feel yeah. bad. That, that I mean, made me feel bad. In my <laughs> town, I don't know anyone who doesn't drive. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it'd be weird, right, living up there and not knowing how to drive. Yeah. Again, we should get our license this uh, summer, hopefully. <laughs> But yes, as you were saying. Yeah. So I was on a drive, which I do pretty often. On this one, I was with my dog, just for context. Aww. I know. And <laughs> um, Siri came on and she said, turn left on New York 100. And I was like, turn. New York 100? That's such a, a pretty sounding road. And I, I just drove up New York 100 and I was like, we have so many memories like on these roads where we grow up. I mean, I guess in the city, maybe not, but at least for <laughs> suburban kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, I, if I were a song about the J train, it'd be like the same thing. Uh, yeah. My roommate that I was just talking about has a song about the F train. So. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No, let's go over it later, please. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we have all these memories associated with uh, these places where we grow up and the chorus came to me within like 20 minutes while I was driving on that road um I stopped at a gas station and pulled out my phone and recorded recorded a voice memo of it and I went home that night and wrote it down in my journal and I just looked back at it the other day and it was word for word exactly how it is now so I finished the song um the next day, I think, and then recorded it the day after that. And at that point, this was in January, six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, I really hadn't considered myself a producer. I mean, I had been studying production, I guess, uh, for years, but it was never my main focus. So I just kind of had this song. I was thinking of it very much as a demo. I was like, this sounds nice. I don't know what I'm ever going to do with it. Um, And my professor listened to it, and he was like, what do you mean you don't know what you're going to do with it? Like, you have all the the skills. Like, you're you're perfectly capable. Um, So then, now's a good time to transfer onto the other song before I come back to this one. So uh, about a month later, or actually not even... um, 
two and a half weeks after that, I was at a friend's house and another friend was sitting on his floor playing keyboard. All three of us go to Clive. And the one who plays keyboard said to me and my other friend, whichever of you writes a song to this the fastest gets to keep the song and we'll work on it together. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wrote something. I still have the voice memo. It's like three minutes long. Like I I wrote something in like three minutes. Um, and, and it sounded good apparently. (laughs) So we wrote a song out of that or he just played piano. I wrote the words and melody. Um, and at, that time when I first wrote it, it was very much a sob story. And I was like, I don't want to write another sob story. Like, there are enough stories about sad girls who got their heart broken and don't know what to do with their life anymore. And that's not what I wanted to do. So I uh, very quickly turned it around into an empowering kind of song, which mm-hmm. I guess the listeners haven't heard. But it's called On Top. And it it's very much a play on words um, about uh, like power and how you deserve to be treated and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, highly recommend. Go so, listen. So why then did you put that one out first? That's what I'm getting to. So I um, we recorded that a few days later. I wanted it to be all real instruments, so I got a couple of my friends. Um, that same pianist and then a drummer and a guitarist, we all went into the studio um, and recorded it together. It sounded great, and it had a really empowering message, and that's why I wanted it to be first, because I knew that if I was going to enter the country music scene, I wanted it to be very clear where I stood within um, the country music industry and that I was not going to be another young girl just like sitting back and tolerating the blatant misogyny that's like Mm -hmm. very rampant. Um, So yeah, I was like, I'm, I love country music and I want to keep putting out country music, but I need to make it very clear Mm -hmm. off the bat. Um, So that's why I put it out first. And then the production on that one, going back to your original question, um, we had an engineer friend of ours, um, kind of, he, he engineered the session and then he kind of started producing it. And then he was like, look, like this is your song. I want you to play a big role in it as well. So we kind of all got together in the studio and produced it together. Um, and we all played the respective instruments. So we had a pretty good understanding of how to focus in on each of those sounds. Um, And that was kind of the roadmap first experience that I needed to empower myself to um, produce the next song, New York 100, Mm. on my own. So then after that, I was like, okay, I went through this with them. Now I have been encouraged that Mm. I'm, I'm capable of producing just as much as my peers because I got this experience of doing it with them. And then New York 100, um, about seven weeks ago or six weeks ago, six weeks ago, it was just after on top came out. I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. Like I want to produce this. And that same engineer friend, his name is Jordan. Um, he helped out with some of the mixing in the beginning. And then I took it from there and, Program the bass and the drums. Oh no way! And, yeah, don't tell oh, anyone man. it's not real. Yeah. Oh man, I, I thought they were, dude. Like it's I'm still not. trying to do my best so, to like program bass and drums. What so, is like, real is yeah. I recorded mandolin in the Clive Studios. They have a mandolin there, so I recorded that. I don't play mandolin. I just figured it out enough yeah. to do that. And then I bought a harmonica for like thirty bucks on Amazon. <laughs> I learned how to play it just enough. I, I mean, I. The package arrived, and then 30 minutes later, I was recording it. So my <laughs> skills also very limited, yeah. but I, I really wanted to, like, do this myself, and I had a very specific sound image. There needs to be a word for that, but mm-hmm. sound image in my head of what I wanted mm-hmm. it to turn out like. And then I recorded all those instruments myself and put it out, like few weeks later bro like i didn't know like those drums i mean probably probably like listening now oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna raise all yeah so we actually (laughs) we took the drum samples from 
a friend, the same friend who played the drums in on top, um, we like went into the studio planning to record live drums, and then we got kicked out because we weren't supposed to be there. Ah, um, but anyways, so we got like one take. We hadn't practiced at all. Uh, he was okay. like, "Look, like I, I don't know what yeah. that sounds like." And some of it sounded like okay, but we hadn't rehearsed at just all. Just time so. align everything. Just time align. <laughs> just. Yeah. So I basically just chopped up those samples, and I was like, I. I can do something with this. Like, uh, it's not trash. Like, we can do something. And then I yeah. chopped it up and programmed it. Well, you did a great job. Thank you. Honest. You did a great job. I wow. mean, it sounds like you do a lot of things, like, off the cuff, sort of like stream of consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. just David. That's that's it is a statement. No, it's yeah. like really cool because again, like you know, uh, interviewing Sonida and now interviewing you, I'm like, what the hell was I doing when I was like 18, 19 years old? Because it's really cool seeing how like just how like skilled and driven you guys are. Thank you. You know, and I don't know, like it just I guess I guess it, in, it inspires me now to kind of like do better and stuff like that. So like, oh, that's no, because so yeah, because like both songs like sound like great, especially. Um, yeah, I mean they sound they sound great. I'm looking forward to you know what you're doing next. Thanks. But you but you had like a question for her. But yeah, so yeah, I mean recently, like on you know the sounds like I always see Instagram. Like we decided to sort of do a couple of polls to see what the headspace was for like artists because like what I feel is really interesting is like you know as upcoming independent artists like where do you put like where do you decide like where to put your time and then your money? Because I, I feel like, like for, for me, right. Just the way I, I'm, I'm wired. Like if I have, I know I have strengths and I know I have weaknesses. I'd rather double down on my strengths and then just bring somebody else on for the ride for like my weaknesses. Like, so like with this podcast, like, I wouldn't be able to do without like Daniel. Cause I don't know anything about fucking cameras. Um, Hi. so like I, I just decided to like, Oh, you know, who's somebody I know that, you know, would be willing to help me for whatever reason. Um, with something like that, so like, how do you decide, like, as an artist, where each, like, where do you go, like, mentally? Yeah, that that's a really big question that's been on my mind recently. Um, as of now, I have not brought in anyone else on the managerial side. Definitely on the music creation side, Clive has been a huge asset, and honestly, also financially, like. It's ridiculously expensive. No, that's not where I was going, unfortunately. Um, no, it's very expensive to go there. But the fact that um, we have these incredible resources that come along with the education, like I can go to the studio and use all of these instruments, not for free, but as part of my tuition so that I'm already jealous, paid for. Because it took me. It, it took me like two semesters at least to be able to get into kind of like the main studio. So I went to SUNY Anianta. You probably like consider it when you like were like a- applying for colleges. She didn't know what that was. Um, yeah, she has no idea what I'm talking about. But like, yeah. So it, it took me like at least like two or three semesters to be able to like finally use like the main studio. Yeah, yeah. And, and just like, like off you're, the, off if the you're bat. you're going to spend that much money, it'd be kind of dumb just to like do classes and like, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. have to use all the resources you well, have. Because like why, yeah. why even spend that much money just go to yeah. fucking community college yeah 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 so we do get a lot of great resources from there and and especially like our peers are our biggest resource so i collaborate with them a lot but in terms of like promoting yourself and getting yourself out there that's a a huge time and money crusher i mean there there are so many people who like they can record a song in their room or whatever, put it out on SoundCloud, and, like, that's great, but that only gets you so far, you know? So the promotion and making videos and all these things um, takes a lot of time and resources, and honestly, like, being at NYU and within Tish, like, that's been, um, like, the biggest help for me so far because I, I don't need to invest in other people as much as I would have otherwise just because all the students around me are also like looking for projects to work on and Bro, people to meet. use it up because I am oh man <laughs> like I mean and I don't mind paying people because I think you know musicians especially should be paid for their time and stuff like that but uh just like having to pay people now when yeah. they, uh, like the, when the they, way uh, I look at it is like you know in in the fashion world like um like models and photographers like and, and makeup artists like they always like play off of each other 
right? Yeah. So, like, I think as independent musicians, like, I, I get what you're saying, but, mm-hmm. like, people want to help, like, for their selfish, like, needs also. Like, mm-hmm. they want to have you be their guinea pig, right? And if you're okay <laughs> with that, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? Maybe that's just the extra push that you need because you never know, like, where, you know, collaboration will lead you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just filmed a a music video yesterday with a couple girls um, who one of them is in the film school at Tisch and then one of them is at another film school. But like, hook me up, hook me up. (laughs) (laughs) Like for real, like they're they're all looking for people to practice their skills on as well. So as long as you're willing to like learn together that like getting yourself into a community like that with other people who are also still learning is a, a great time and money saver. So mm-hmm. so for you, like what do you feel like would be a better use of your time trying to like learn like a whole bunch of different things to like make you be like a one person show or use that time that you would spend learning, like finding people that would be cool with you collaborating with them. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely, like, a lot of aspects that go into being an independent musician. So, in in that area, like, film and photography, that's just not something, like, I've tried to learn it, and it's just, I'm not talented at that. Yeah, so... I I wouldn't say that, like, because, like, so, sorry to... Do you feel like a mansplaining? Because that's the, that's like the last thing I want to do. No, but you I would because because I thought the same, and that like really hindered me. Because I realized right after I graduated, oh, I want to make a YouTube channel and stuff like that. But there's no one around, and you know, what should I do? So that like moment forced me to kind of like get a camera. And even though I thought it was gonna be super hard, same thing, and you know. And, you know, music production, you know, music production and photography, film stuff do have, like, some, like, parallels. I would say don't count yourself out because especially – I think we were talking talking about so it off camera. I think camera. this is where we differ then. Yeah. Like, I would much rather spend my time, like, networking and finding people that would be, you know, helping me with something like that. You yeah. would much rather, like, try to learn different things. Yeah. Like, uh, for me, like, I would do that, but just, like, the bare minimum. Yeah. Focus 100% on my strengths. Yeah. And then bring a Daniel. Yeah, there there are other areas like that. For example, like promotion is something I want it to be done in a very specific way. Mm -hmm. Like at the moment, the today and yesterday, I've been learning about Facebook Pixel, and I know nothing about coding. But like that's something that like I want to be in control of. You got the night right there because she because she did that right or does that still? Uh, I don't know if she does like promotional like oh, advertising, yeah. but I think she um, did that for like her dad's work or something. I think that's oh yeah, that's what. Okay, that. yeah, yeah. I don't think she did more yeah. Okay, but so. anyways, so th- that's something that I I do learn by myself, which I like has nothing to do with music, mm-hmm. and otherwise would have had no need to learn. But I would rather learn it myself. Um, I think I wish I leaned more in the way that you do, David. Like. Um, finding other people to do stuff for you. But, like, as a young artist, there's not a lot of money for me. Like, I don't have yeah. a lot of money to, like, be paying it. other yeah. people to do these things. So, like, I, if coding is what I have to learn in order to promote myself and have a shot at success, then, sure, I'll, I'll learn some well, coding. Like said, you'll do, like, just do the bare minimum. You know what I mean? Just enough to get you by to the yeah. next step. I mean, it's always a balance. Yeah. Like, the, the more promotion you do... How I like to think about it is um, there are free ways of promotion, such as TikTok, but TikTok is a gamble because, like, you can put in 100 hours making mm-hmm. videos every week and you there's no guarantee that you'll mm-hmm. Honestly, go I viral. Honestly, I think you it the wrong way. I feel like just put out content and that's the only thing you need to be focusing on. Like, personally, just fucking see what sticks. Like, I'm more of, like, a quantity versus quality type person because quality is, like, subjective. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to be good. Like, mm-hmm. you, even, like, a, as much as you try to think that you do, you really don't because you're not the audience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you just keep putting out work that you're, you're like, you're still you're proud of. But, like, you know, just keep putting out as much as you can. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you could write a song every week, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, But that's not where I was going with that. I, I mean, I definitely write a song every week, yes. Make a, a video every week. 
I mean, I like I didn't sign up to be like a comedian or like a like a video maker. Um, so I think that's a pretty different thing. But what I was saying was, um, there are certain forms of promotion that have guaranteed results, Mm -hmm. such as like investing in professional advertising that's mm-hmm. something that you're guaranteed a certain amount of people will see it versus making tiktok videos there's no guarantee of how many mm-hmm. people are gonna see it so um i'd rather invest time and money into something um that is expensive for both time and money but has some guarantee of this many people are going to see it it will definitely increase awareness of my brand by a certain amount. Um, whereas gambling is just not my thing. And like put, putting TikTok videos is not something that I enjoy doing. Like I find it stressful and there's no guarantee that it's gonna show like the algorithm will choose to show my videos. The gods will bless you. Yeah, exactly. Find somebody who's like wants to try it out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then, That'll cover that part of the thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Just talking on my ass. No, no, no. I mean, I think, you know, both you guys do have, like, valid points, but it's all definitely up to, like, the individual. And, like, with you, I think I resonate more with you just, like, naturally. We're, like, both musicians and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, Yeah, because if... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, if I'm going to put my time into something, I'd rather it be learning to code, and I know Mm -hmm. that that's going to give me guaranteed results Mm -hmm. instead of making videos which i don't enjoy and yeah. that's yeah. not gonna yeah, it makes guarantee sense. Makes, results makes complete yeah. sense yeah. yeah yeah awesome i mean uh is there like anything uh else you want to talk about or like any kind of like shout outs or like you know just you sort of yeah how do you want to end off the uh podcast Oof, i feel Oof. like i have so much <laughs> power Oof, yeah. <laughs> there we go um how do i want to end it i don't uh that there's some that's such a decision. I'm so not a decision person. Um, I would end it by saying thank you guys for having me on. It's been, thank you for coming on. Of course. It's yeah. been great talking to you guys. And uh, if anyone at home is watching, feel free to check me out. All streaming platforms, Abby Ryder, Instagram, Abby Ryder Music. How do you spell that? Abby, A-B-I, writer, R-I-D-E-R. So nice. both of them have an I. No, I mean, because no, it could be I'm, like that's an unusual A-B-B-B-Y way. or A-B-B-E. Wait, three B's? No. Oh, did they say three yeah. B's? Oh, two. <laughs> uh, who, who knows? A-H-B-I-R. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. If you're Mormon, sure, I guess. Yeah, because... Like, do you not know the uh, meme that, like, Mormon people have, like, super, like, like, oh, okay, I guess that's our time. To- <laughs> oh, my God. That's a really good ending. Uh, yeah, that was, that was really good, I think. <laughs>